Greetings, chummers, and welcome back to Chrome City. This is Miles, coming to you with a brief episode recap of the last session. Our adventure has begun. Our team comes to consciousness within some form of an underground escape room developed by Janice to test their abilities, and our group manages to escape into the daylight. They introduce themselves to each other before learning the next steps of where their work might take them. What's in store for our heroes, and can they work together to achieve their goals? What are their goals? I'm sure we'll find out. Stay tuned to Chrome City Chronicles, our Shadowrun 5th Edition actual play sessions. This is Session 2, Part 1. Let's get started. Are you ready to dive in? To be enthralled? This is 2077. This is Indianapolis. Back everybody. It's been one week, and we're gonna be jumping straight into things because our good friend Wyatt here can't stick around for long. So, um, just to recap, um, last session, you guys woke up in an underground compound where you were tested by Janus himself. You successfully completed the trials and were let out, and you took a free syringe gun in the process. Um, once you got to the surface, you found your equipment in Genchio's van. Um, when you guys introduced each other throughout this whole thing, Kepri was cold and distant with the team, while the others got to know each other a little bit, the indie locals. Uh, or- Oracle was also quiet and kind of kept to himself. He dipped immediately. <laughs> um, you guys jumped into Genchio's van. You rode into Indy, specifically down into the lower city. You met a, a few members of the Underwatch at a checkpoint as citizens in basically the intersection of Speedway and Harding observed your entry into the city. And once you were in the city, the team arrived at the Horsin' Around, where you met your fixer, an Irish-speaking centaur named Rowan Buck McCabe. Uh, Buck gave you the lay of the land concerning Janus's operation, a betting board of who Janus actually is. Um, a lot of interesting names. A minor note of the ways to the Overcity and how they're on a trust earned basis, and a bit about the syndicates and their control of the only other working elevator in the Upper City, or to the Upper City, with the exception of the one being controlled by Knight Errant that everybody knows about. Um, and if you guys get this kind of news about Harding and how it was the Yakuza, if I remember right, that are currently in control of it. No, you said it was. I think it was the Yakuza, yes. Okay, yeah, it's accusing that you said the, uh, the Irish people are about to something and essentially take it. Well, I'll get to that. Um, so it constantly changes hands every other day, every other week, every other month. Um, right now it's under control of the Yakuza. Um, and I'll get the names here shortly for you if you need them. So if you guys got the news about that in Harding, like who's in control of what, Buck also told you that your first job may influence the power structure there between the syndicates that are fighting over that elevator. And he's basically currently looking at the details. Right now there's a big trade deal between the Mafia, which is the Walsh family, and the Yakuza, which is the, the Harada family. 
then Buck told you to check in tomorrow, and after you guys were getting ready to call tonight, Oracle dropped his stuff off, and he came back, and he helped cook food that night for the bar. Basically, everyone partook except Kepri slept the whole time in the van. Did you save some for her? Probably not. <laughs> Damn. She was... Yeah, I gave you a granola bar earlier. You're fine. <laughs> I gave you a granola bar. That's what I said. Oh, and a bottle of wine. Yeah. Because yeah. she's right. dying. <laughs> also, I think she's a vegetarian. I know. You know me. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I'm not going to put the music today because that's a whole can of worms. So, um, right now, we're picking up basically right after you guys have had kind of your feast. This is about 10 p.m., basically about three give or take hours have passed since you guys got out of the compound. Do you just want to sleep through the rest of the night, or do you want to wake up at any point, or somebody want to wake up Kepri at any point? I would probably sleep unless someone woke me up, because I have physical damage. Uh, I'm going to actually go and check on her. Okay. Um, okay. You just check on her, do you wake her up? Standing my distance, I'm going to squat down, and uh, I'm just going to Go. Miss. Oh. Yeah, we have we have a bed you can sleep in if you prefer. I should mention that this is still outside the horse and around. Yeah. But we're gonna we're all gonna hop in the van here in a minute and drive off anyway. Uh, but I literally can't stay in the bar. Like I have to kind of wander around. <laughs> sure. Good point. Uh, you darn sixteen year old. Right. I'd probably crack an eye open and uh Sorry you feel you. so damn sore as hell. Your <laughs> chest hurts. Everything burns. Everything sucks. Your head is pounding. Well, it's all all magic damage. Oh yeah. Uh, and I'll you're... just crack an eye open and kind of look at the kid. Be like, kid, I've slept in worse places. If you prefer, I can get you a blanket or a pillow. I'm alright. Alright, I'll make sure the rest leave you alone. Let her go back to sleep. <laughs> yep. Alright, so you guys party for the next few hours, you, I guess, drink, you eat some food, or you just stand menacingly outside the bar and hope nobody recognizes you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Buck is now getting ready to close up the, the bar, and he'll mention, like, he'll obviously meet you guys tomorrow. Oh, wait, I forgot, I also got a job proposition. I'm like, you can come cook here if you want for money. I was like, yes. And he told you, and he told you it's not much, but he can pay a little bit. It's a steady income. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just 20 years. And that, and that would be, I'd have to consider if that's going to be the day job. Depends on how frequently you want to do it. I mean, it's not really like a, I wouldn't say it's a negative quality. No, day job is a negative quality, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It but is because you have to dedicate a certain amount of time to it. But well, this isn't And it also determines yeah, how much money he gets out of it. And this isn't dedicated. It's like you can come and do it if you want. It's not like sure. So you. we'll come back around that later. I'm so. On call. <laughs> <laughs> um, Buck approaches Oracle. At one point, he says, um, as he's locking up the building, make sure everybody's like out. He closed the lights up, and he's like, um, "By the way, um, so I couldn't, I couldn't get an establishment for one of your, one of your compatriots just yet. I'm kind of working on that. So um, I went ahead and arranged to get what was her name, Kepri again. He says as he checks some log. I don't think I actually ever gave you all my name. No, she, he would still know. Yeah. Um, I probably like look nothing, confused nothing. when I go. Actually, I, we learned we learned your name from Buck. Yeah, oh, Buck. Okay. Buck was like listing you guys off, and he said, "Where's Kepri?" And you weren't there. So. I inferred that that meant you. Um. So 
Because oh, I can't suffocate in your cleavage anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna miss charming. <laughs> inside jokes. I think right. they can pick up on the fact that it's an inside joke by the fact uh-huh. I don't get it. So, um, <clears throat> so Buck comes up to you and he goes, uh, "So, uh, for now, is it all right if you go ahead and take Kepri and let her stay at our place? Unless you want to try to pull her off with one of the others." Not in this conversation, but. Um, Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that settles that. Um, I'll, I'll keep working on getting her a place to stay. Um, just let her know I'm trying to find some place downtown unless she has some other preference. Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right, so I'll see you around here sometime tomorrow. Sure, yeah. See you. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. And he goes ahead and trots off with his one uh, cyber hook leg uh, clunking on the ground. The, um, the activity in the entire area started to die down a bit. In fact, you notice that the lights that are normally, like, they're just this glowing haze that just makes it an almost twilight um, lighting throughout the entire city at all times. It's It dims a little bit, um, at least to where you can kind of comfortably sleep-ish. Um, but it's you can still very passively hear, like, the people of the city walking about, having drinks, partying here and there. I should mention it is Thursday, March 25th. It's 10 p.m. Um, people are just kind of walking by, talking with each other in little pockets. It's still slightly dense in the neighborhood, um, but lights are starting to go out throughout the uh, the city itself. Um, and the massive sky plates with the hexes, like I said, those lights dim a little bit. Um, but you can still hear some of the driving and, and hungs and, like, Industry sounds coming from up there, presumably. You can even hear the odd clangs of metal or just the the hum of uh, some sort of metallic and ventilations going throughout the, the airspace. Um, and you guys come back to your van all together once the shop is closed. You see Kepri still sleeping in the back. Covered by a riot shield on the bear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all those things. You guys, oh, yeah. on all of your comlinks, except for obviously Kepri's, you all have, um, for those of you who lived in India already, you have your establishment set up, um, so you know where to find those. Oracle, on the other hand, you were given a place yeah, downtown. He, yeah, he told me. I, I want to drop my stuff off there. Mm-hmm. By the way, Wyatt, our, our fixer is a centaur. I don't know if you picked up on the hoof comment. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, he is a centaur. Okay, I forgot you weren't here for half of us. <laughs> oh, she she wasn't here for three. Um, actually, it was just about half. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, it was exactly half. We took our break and leave. That's what she was. Mhm. All right, so y'all gathered at the van. What now? <sighs> um, would you mind dropping us off at our garage? Sure. What? It's. I assume you're talking to me. And... Yeah. yeah, you're the only one with the vehicle. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, yeah, no problem. And I'm gonna give you an arrow location for it. It's in Speedway. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be about a 30-odd minute drive, provided that there's no like major bumps on the road. Great. And no gangs harass us on the way there. And no gangs harass you. They won't. <laughs> okay. Regret it if they will. Huh? <laughs> I do a quick tap on the riot shield to wake up Kepri. Okay. I'll crack an eye open. So. Pain floods your body. 
Just so you know, we're heading out. All we're, right. We're going to head out. Buck's still working on a place for you to live. So he asked if you would be able to stay with me. Just just an eyebrow arches. Mm-hmm. I said yes. So I just sent you a ping and I go, if you want to go there, let them know. And I grab Bato and I just I head out. <laughs> so you're gonna walk your place? Yeah. Yeah. It's about a 15 minute walk, give or take. You need park woods. Do you go ahead and follow him? Yeah, I'll get up and follow him. Okay. <laughs> it uh, beats my original plan of uh, taking some long haul and just wandering. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know um, that was so hardcore. Damn. What about what about Fiverr? We know Rude's going to jump in. What are you going to do, Fiverr? Uh, Probably uh, head, just head back home myself. Well, I guess uh, I don't have a ride unless I also go with you. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your watchtower based? Um, I don't think I ever actually decided that. Um, uh, oh, bless. Yeah. Oh, bless. Let's say... Um, well, if you're a Decker, you'd probably be an Augusta. Augusta, yeah. So, Augusta has some weird matrix anomalies here and there, even though it is like the best place to find like... Like electronic scrap and maybe, maybe some like cyber just just outside of Augusta. So between the border of Augusta and downtown, give or take. Sure. Sure. All right. Wait. So is your your name Fiverr or Fiber? Fiverr. Okay. F I V E R. All right. I keep hearing Fiverr. F I V E R. Even though on the Matrix you're actually the number five and in the E R. Is that what it is? Uh, no, but that's what you put it down as. Uh, but uh, on, honestly, I'm not too against that. <laughs> Name too short, please. So, uh, Fiverr and Oracle, I will need to get your living personas at some point soon. But for now, um, I want to go ahead and get Kepri's scene out of the way since she's only got so long. So, uh, you see the two, the four of them hop in the van and they drive off to probably drop them off their destinations. And you two are on the walk back. You're passing by a handful of people here and there. They're even walking right through the streets. You see, like, only the odd vehicle come through, and they easily pass when they do. So it's kind of an open road to walk on. Oh, uh, I would probably have cast a uh, level one combat sense on myself. All right, now if you do that, um, that's a sustain spell, correct? Because if so, the background count would keep it from casting. Oh, that's right. It has to be at least four six. I think it has to be for seven minimum. Yeah, no. No, too hurt for that. Well, going to background count, people. I've got, I've got lots on, like, watch. I'll just this rely on my, my uh, armor spell. Okay. Um, now, what's the force in that armor spell again? I don't remember. I think it was a three. That wouldn't be working either. Okay, so you actually by now it probably would have um, at least gotten Force One now. What? Oh, my tattoos? Because over like every hour it gets you one point of Force. I know, you just said there was complete non sequitur. I was just asking what you meant. That's what I meant. So, um, all right, so you take about 50 minutes to walk there, and what does your place look like? (laughs) 
Is it an apartment building? No, it's not an apartment. I would say it's a uh, small... It's the flat from Rent. It can even be a repurposed hotel. Have you never seen Rent? No. Sinful. <laughs> it's a, like, kind of like just a small shack with walls. Um, it's kind of cramped, but it's like, it's... Uh, it's hard to find. It's an old building that was like obviously used for probably. Like, it was like an old garage converted to like a living space. Okay, so it's kind of so, like a, a big open room. So some of these kinds of garages can be built like at the base of like an actual sort of skyscraper that goes probably eight or nine stories high. Sometimes, and people have like flats above that. Yeah. Um, do you have like one of those kinds of flats? No, I'm just saying it's in like. Empty like um, car auto shop that was converted to just a living space. So you just got one whole auto shop to yourself. Yeah. Like an empty one that doesn't have any of the tools or anything. I mean, it ha- it, ha- it does actually. Abandoned it, auto shop. Then. Yes, it's an abandoned auto shop that has been converted into one. So like, I, it was bought, I guess. For me, because I asked for specific things. All right, and then Buck would have given you the key, but he would have mentioned, um, you know, since it's actually right here downtown, sometimes people squat and those sorts of things. You might have to chew them out if there are any. Well, I would have asked for a few things. Like, it's extra secure, it's obscure and difficult to find, it's got a special work area, and it's got a great subscription that I have to go with that. <laughs> All right, so the way that makes sense to me is if it's an auto shop that's like through an alley and it's kind of embedded in between like a bunch of different buildings. Yeah. Sort of built around. Yeah, it's like built all the way around it, and it just happens to be in a tiny little plaza in between buildings. It's like the house from Up. Sure. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So yeah, you had to basically go through an alley yeah. um, to get to it. You would have to kind of crawl your way past a few squatters. It's um, got, um, it's stone, got like actual good security stuff on it, like decent. It's got decent security stuff on it. All right, so there's at least a couple of cameras that are somehow still functioning. Well, I'm more, I mean more like just locks. And there yeah, are some simple I'll locks. Got like and there are some simple locks. I open it up. Right. Yeah, lock it, and these are these are fresh locks, so it must have just been changed just for you. Um, so you open it up. Now there's no real furniture in it other than a really old couch. I'm just, yeah, no. I'm assuming there's a really old couch and a really just fucking massive, like, roll-up carpet just on the ground. I'm just like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can smell the oil. And uh, so a lot of oil that was kind of trapped in this this building didn't really seep out too much. The ventilation's kind of okay, all things considered. Um, and um, there's obviously no cars in there, so there's just a couch just sort of just pushed in one corner, there's some tools still strewn about. Some basic necessities. Awesome. A refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> a door. A sink. Cool. I point her over to the couch um, and I'm just going to get to just start cleaning. Okay. There's a lot to clean. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw my shit down in a corner and just be like, most of the hell of a step down for both of us. Eh. <laughs> More space than the last place. <laughs> Alright. Uh, how long do you spend cleaning? It'll be about... It's getting close to 10.30. Okay. 
I'll clean it until like one. Till one in the morning? Yeah. Alright. You just go pass that on the couch. Plenty of room and you probably would have to pour some salt down to get some of the oil out. It's salt. Pretty sure it's salt. Mm-hmm. You say pour either. salt down to get the oil out. The uh, two will absorb it, so it will help you get the stands out. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of the entire structure is cement aside from like one office back there that has just a desk and an old terminal that may or may not work. Roll, roll your edge rating double. Let's see how well that terminal works. Alright. Uh, one. One hit. Alright, it's a little it's a little bruised and beaten. You're one away from glitching. <laughs> maybe maybe the old owner here like might have like punched it a few times and it wasn't working. Like you can turn it on, it flickers to life, and the screen keeps flickering every so often, but you can kind of use it. Sure, I can fix that later. Sure. And then after 1 a.m. passes, do you just sleep? Yeah. Or do you sleep? Just on the carpet somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I clean. I take out some fucking... Um, I should mention the op- the uh, the office that you find has the couch in it. And that's the only place with carpet. Oh, so that... I'm assuming it's like a roll-up carpet. Like, like there's probably actual carpet on that floor, but I'm assuming there's like a roll-up carpet and like a waiting and what would have been... Short. Not waiting area, but kind of. Sure. sure. It's your lifestyle. You can describe whatever you want. Nice. So <laughs> I'm assuming. So if that's where the couch is, I'm assuming Kepri's like sitting, sleeping in the office. Probably. Yeah. Then I just like, yeah, I just fucking take some blankets that I had with me, lay them out on the carpet, and off to sleep you go. Yeah. Um, was standing guard. All right. So um. Gintio, <laughs> since you're the one driving, why don't you go ahead and roll your edge double? I don't want to see if you run any nasty encounters on the drive. All right. Wait, that would be the great, time, the great time to critical glitch. Your edge. Uh, your twice. edge double. Oh, okay. Edge twice. Okay. <laughs> so, I believe... So Good idea. I, okay, I have to be a... So, twice. <laughs> uh, that's one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, four hits. Four hits, okay. So thankfully, I guess a lot of the uh, the crime on your way around um, has gone to a minimum. You do hear, like, the odd gunshots way in the distance out east. Just way out there, way down the south. Um, it sounds like minor, like, fireworks popping off. Um... But otherwise, uh, and you hear like the odd like groups of choppers, which are basically bikes. You hear them kind of pass in the distance, yeah. like many blocks over. So, and otherwise, you kind of know a bit of your way around downtown, so you kind of avoid these like high, high, uh, high, <clears throat> high traffic areas of gangs. Mm-hmm. And you manage to get to everyone's locations just fine. Now, um, Fiverr, we're gonna start with you. That's me. What, what's your place look like? Um. When they pull up. You're the first one to arrive. Gotcha. I'm going to say... Let me see here. Gotcha what? It's, uh, it's a pretty uh, pretty small little tucked away place. Um, probably like on an upper floor. Uh, like, like second floor up. Uh, and uh, they just see me kind of walk in there. And it really doesn't look like much special. So it's a pretty typical kind of a, what would you say, like apartment type yeah. of thing? Gotcha. All right. You just hop on out, do you invite anybody in, or do you just hop out and go on out? Um, 
Sure, I'll say, uh, uh, anybody, uh, anybody want to come with? No, uh, no thanks for the offer. We gotta get home. Alrighty. Alright. Gotta be fresh for whatever. Go straight to bed? Mm, yeah, probably. Browse We're up pretty right. late, right, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, when you get there, it's about 11. Gotcha. Which means it'll be about 11.30 when we get to uh, Rowan Rude's place. Um, Get you, where's your place located? Uh, Birmingham. Oh, you're on the opposite side, Jesus. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> after about another, yeah, 25-odd minutes or so, you guys arrive at Rudin Rose. What happens there? Um, What's it look like? We get out of the car and we thank you. It's, it's a fairly large auto shop with a, a large open garage. Um, it's set... A few mile, like a mile or so away from the actual speedway itself. Mm-hmm. Imagine the racetrack. Yeah, imagine like the kind of garage that you would see by a racetrack. Yeah, being <laughs> extravagant for fancy cars. At least that's what it used to be. Now it's all banged up and dingy. There's no building surrounding it. It's just sort of out in an open lot. Uh, it's surrounded by motorcycles uh, on all sides. A lot of gang colors. People chilling in the parking lot. Uh, it seems like it's a really popular hangout for the for the motorcycle gangs that run here in the Speedway. Um, and yeah, we, we get out and uh, Ro thanks you. No problem. Ro just leaves. <laughs> By the way, I forgot in all my haste to get going. I forgot to give you guys karma last session. So I would like everybody to have six karma total. You're gonna Yay! get you're gonna get four from the trials, and you're gonna get two for great role play all around. Uh, you're going to call it Wait. the frying pan. You suck at naming. <laughs> oh, there's a reason I call it the frying pan. I'd, I'd rather frying call pan. it by <laughs> trial by fire. <laughs> the frying pan, more like the frying pan. If this is the frying pan, we're the oil that greases it. <laughs> oh, there's a reason it's called the frying pan. I'm telling. <laughs> okay. Um, and Genshio, you would have had to take about 45 minutes to almost an hour to drive all the way back to Irvington. And thankfully, you get there incident free. You take some of the same side roads. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, um, some bits of uh, Irvington are just kind of unpleasant to be around. It kind of gives you bad vibes because this is where a lot of the fighting happened um, yeah. back when the Bug Spirits hit. Um, which means a lot of people leave the area alone, but it's pretty nearly abandoned. So it means it's quiet, but sometimes you get those odd whispers or just weird anomalies that can happen sometimes. Yeah. What'd you say about the gate was? I know you said it earlier. The in-game date. March 25th. It is Thursday, March 25th, 2077. Which means we're moving on to Friday, March 26th. I'm going to actually edit my karma gang and stuff like that to match that. Yeah, that's that's why I was asking. Uh, Will it let you? Technically, you can do that. Yeah, it's just there's a whole different calendar tab which you can just use to mark notable things down. I guess it's the 26th, right? It is about to be the 26th. You guys just wrapped up the 25th. March 
Okay. Yep. So now we're getting ready to go into Friday, March 26th. Now, as for the time we begin the day, um, who gets up? Who's an early riser here? Bro. I would be. I would be. Yeet! Good job. <laughs> Please silence your phones until, until the movie yeah, has I'm finished. That's what I'm mad at. <laughs> silence phone. Please <laughs> remain seated and silence your phones until the movie the feature is complete. So, Raw and Rooter, early risers. Okay. What time? Uh, probably like 6 a.m., right? 5.30. I, I would have risen with the sun. Okay. <laughs> Row gets up before. No, that, that's oh, the funny thing. I can't see the sun. You can't see the sun. The, yeah. the concept of day is just very confusing down here, aside from the clocks you guys have. And uh, some of the sun that peeks through just between the gaps of the 465 wall and the top of the plate. Alright, so out of habit, I would have risen at whatever time sunrise would have Dar would have been simply in Seattle, has perhaps. an alarm for 9. <laughs> 9 a.m.? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, did I rest enough to roll healing? Um, go ahead and Technically, yeah, you have to roll per hour for stun, and you have, do you have any stun? stun? It's just physical. That's why right. I said I'd be. Since it's one day, you only get one roll for this. Well, yeah. Go ahead. I, I'm aware how the healing works. So, um, while she's rolling that. Double body. You guys are getting up at 6 8, 6.30? 5.30. 5.30, okay. Um, all right, you guys are awake. I wake up to the smell of coffee. Okay. I wake up at 10.30 with a massive hangover. <laughs> so. Probably similar. I got five hits. I am... The cheap coffee, not the good kind. Yeah. Like, it's uh, every two hits is one physical. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was every hit is a is physical Is it one heal. one? Because um, for physical healing, it's a day per roll in the extended test. For stun, it's an hour per roll, right? Per, yeah. And every every hit is a box heal. Yeah, heal one box per hit. Okay. And if you guys spend an edge, you guys get an edge back. I Don't forget about my bad luck quality. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, because it happens every time. You, every time edge happens. No, you can choose right. once per session when it happens. When right. I use edge, right? So Condition. it's literally up to you. We haven't used edge. I know. I haven't. I have to be careful about using edge because my team be like, hey, I can pick. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Rowan Rude, what do you do first? Do you guys just drink your coffee? You guys eat whatever you had? Uh, I'm gonna eat my, my breakfast cereal of fucking bran flakes, uh, soy flakes, and go down and ask Rex if he needs any help around the shop this morning. I go looking at Rex, okay. Uh, Typically, I would just help him clean up, get ready for the day. So Rex is a tall, gruff, old troll. He's probably in his 40s, give or take, late 40s. Kind of a grouchy asshole, too. He's used to dealing with gangers that give him shit. Oh, yeah. He's used to all this. And he's definitely used to all sorts of other shit that happened in the undercity. So he's like, no, kid, I don't need your help today. Alright, we're going to go out and try and find some work, then. Yeah, by the way, your rent's going to be coming up. Don't worry, we got it. Mm. And he just goes back there, like, tuning some car he was working on that, that morning. Oh, by the way, uh, we might have some new interesting faces swing by every now and again. Might be bringing in some extra work for you. He gives you a very annoyed look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It better be for, they better have money then. Oh, I don't think money's gonna be a problem. Otherwise, keep them out of my keep them out of my business. He's probably tuning something in the car. 
Um, all right. So you, do you just head downtown back to the the horse and around? Uh, yeah. I mean, unless unless Rude has anything he needs to do. Rude. Use your words. Nope. Oh, they, can't see, they can't see you shaking your head. Myson, do you want me to have been conscious to be tuning my my foci to the background count? Uh, I don't think it matters. Like just you just being around generally, just whatever. Alright, so it's been more than six hours, I'm turning it back on. Um, was it on the whole time? Well, yes. Okay. So yeah, it would have regained back up to its horse. I just thought I'm turning it back on in here. Sure. Okay, uh, so me, um, we're going to go ahead and go to um, Oracle and Kepri. So it's about 9 when you get the alarm. Now, uh, White especially, you even though you have a set schedule you normally used to get up to, uh, time was also very um, abstract and probably non-existent in your time captivity. Yeah, that's uh, one of the ways to break people. Mm-hmm. It was all sense of time and space. Um... So you basically hear the thudding alarm happening of uh, Oracle's thing, and you both wake up. Turn it off. Get ready. Clean up any other things, and I will uh, dig my backpack and uh, as a. Peace offering. I'm still pissed at you. But as a peace offering, uh, for use of my stash of real coffee. <laughs> no, thanks, man. Man, I bet you had to work your ass off to smuggle that. I'm assuming there's a coffee machine. <laughs> there is a coffee machine. <laughs> awesome. I was just like, thanks. We do it's about in the same. You just, you just eat the beans. <laughs> it's about it's about in the same state as the trip projector. It's a little, it's a little weathered. There's dust on it, but not in it. But not in it. Yeah, I turn it on, get it working in. You would know how to make real coffee in a on a stove pan. Yeah, it's not true. that hard to make it yeah, with true. fire. Yeah. yeah, true. I just fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, you do that instead. You do that instead. Yeah, make it percolator style as a pour over. I take the yeah. easier, fancier route. <laughs> okay. Hopefully, you don't end up with <laughs> Better, better that way anyway. <laughs> So is it just a quiet morning for you guys? You don't talk? No, talking. <laughs> I get some groceries. Oh, I totally forgot to buy, actually buy the coffee when I ported my character. Okay, um, so Ben, <laughs> you, don't, you don't know where any groceries are yet. What do you do about that? Or do you just wait till you talk to, um, or do you wait to talk to Buck to get more of a lay of the lamb? Actually, yeah, I'm going to do that. I was like, I'm going to go to the groceries. And I walk out for two seconds. Like, and I walk back in and I'm like, all right, I'm going to wait until I talk to Buck. <laughs> like, I just like, I'm thinking this all to myself. Like, so like, everyone just sees me fucking walk out. Like, and then I walk back in. And I stay outside. <laughs> so I'm like, Rowan Rude, if you got to 530 and you probably mingle with Rex at 8, it'd probably be 6 when you left. So roughly 630 when you're going to be at the horse and around. So, um... You guys just go ahead and walk your way out there. Do you do anything else? If it's 9.30 right now. They, they give us a meet time? I mean, it's a friggin' bar. Yeah, true. It's ain't gonna be open this early. Breakfast? Sure. We're going for breakfast. Okay, you're going there for breakfast. All right, and then finally I got Kenshi on Fiverr. Um, let's start with Kenshi. 
Okay. Thankfully, you've had a decent night's sleep, I guess, all things considered. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna... Hmm. I'm gonna head... I'm gonna get some pan some soy cakes. Soy pancakes, I guess, because the stuff in my fridge is shit. Hopefully that'll, that'll um, distract me from my pounding headache. And then I'm gonna head out, and then I'm gonna... Um, what time do you head out? out? Oh, uh, 11. Yeah. 11. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then I'll probably hang out on uh, the first floor of the upper city. Check out small businesses, that kind of thing. Now, first, first floor is up, upper city. You can't get up there. Oh, shit. You're, you're on ground floor is what this is considered. Uh, okay. So do you just go to the horse and around then at around 11? Sure. Okay. And then Fiverr, what about you? What kind of vehicle do you have again? Uh, I got a motorcycle. And it would be there, so... Alrighty, and uh, so this this is like my original apartment, so uh, so is Hazel still here, or... Hazel's not here. Here. I see. Interesting. I'm gonna have to find out where they are. Um, let's see. And what time are you up? I was probably up around maybe like nine. Okay. Uh, and uh, did did I ever actually get uh, more information on where they would be helping Hazel out? Um, you didn't really. Okay, tell you what. Um, you do get a text, and it is from Buck. Mm -hmm. Um, he says he went ahead and looked into that for you, and just asked um the people in his network with. Big J. Mm -hmm. And he says, as far as I'm being told, she's in the upper city. Um, there's... I'm going to have to message you about some of this stuff. Sure. I guess I will uh, just uh, have a little bit of breakfast. And uh, was there... Were we, were we supposed to come back for a specific reason the next day? Yeah, we're doing a job. He wanted, you, he wanted you to come check in and get some info about the job he alluded to. Gotcha. Alrighty. Um, yes, I will have some breakfast. I'm gonna check when they open the, the, the bar. Um, like, did you just do a matrix search on it, or yeah. just do you want to commit to memory when it kind of opens? Uh, sure, just kind of commit it to memory. Uh, area knowledge Indianapolis? I do have that. Tell you what, since you just have it. You know, a lot of people like to open up their shops, like, even though, like, everybody's kind of a late uh, riser, and the concept of time is a little, it's, it's slightly abstract down here. Um, you know, some people usually get active around 6, but at least that's when, like, getting businesses open, they're doing their early maintenance, or just letting people come in for coffee, things like that. Horsing Around will probably be around the same gig. So you can assume Horsing Around will be open at about 6. Okay. Um, in that case, AM. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to text you some things, and we'll just say right now I'm just hanging out at my place. You're just gonna stay there. You're not gonna go the horse and around. Uh, well, if it's not, uh, oh, you say six AM? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Six, six AM is when they're open. Yeah. They might as well never close. I guess <laughs> I will go down there then. Close it. Okay, and you said nine. Yeah, we nine left. is when well, you got up. You're right. It so it'd be nine twenty when you get there. So first to arrive is gonna be Rude Row. And when you guys get there, um, 
place is a lot less lively. In fact, kind of seeing like the early morning uh, cleared streets when you get there. Some lights are on. You see some activity. People are going to local coffee shops. So thankfully, there's dozens of them. Um, and some people are um, at the horse and around getting some coffee. There's not that many. Um, it's kind of a low activity joint right this second. However, you do see um, um, so when when you get there, you do notice that Buck is there and a couple of his employees. He's like cleaning the counter, and there's a couple of employees like sweeping the floors. Um, you see box bottles getting stocked, um, stuff like that. Seems like they're basically getting ready for the weekend. Uh, Rudin Road, do you just go? Um, we're gonna go in, and I'm gonna. Is Buck here? Yeah, Buck's here. He's just like cleaning the bar counter right now. All right, I'm gonna go up and greet him. Hey, good morning, good morning to, to you. Good morning. I just sleep last night. <sighs> to be honest with you, I'm a little bit stressed about this new team. Well, that's only natural. All all new teams are kind of like this at first. Um, but I can't imagine what kind of pressure you must be under if uh, James is overseeing this whole thing. I look around at the bar, like. Um, he did. He did kind of. He did kind of do it. In a, he did kind of do it in a low tone, and um, there's only like the two employees there. Um, uh, Big J. I should probably correct that. Yeah, he just says Big J. Jason. Big J. Joker. Uh, and and uh, Rosie and I, and it's like, actually, that's kind of not what I'm stressed about. What's on your mind? This team, some members of it seem to have issues. Oh, uh, kid, I'm afraid to tell you that's something new in these kind of, in this line of work. You haven't been doing this for too long, have you? Not this, no. I'm not exactly what you would call a shadow runner. Well, you're a shadow runner now, so best get used to it is what I suggest. In fact, I think your uh, I think your friend uh, he basically kind of nods his head toward uh, Rude. He can kind of give you a bit of that. Rude just like <laughs> looks at the guy and is like, <laughs> whatever, and looks down and pats Row on the head, and then, yeah, begrudgingly accepts pats. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna be running the bar for a little bit. If if you want to hang around and wait for the rest of your team, you can. Otherwise, you can wander the city. It's up to you. You didn't exactly set a start time. I'll send a text to everybody and have them get here as early as they can. All right, sounds good. <laughs> so whenever you guys woke up, um, you did wake up to that text, seeing that Rudin Row over there. But you probably, it's not only I probably would have sent it around nine. So do you decide to do you decide to wait at the at the place? Do you get some breakfast food? Oh, we already ate before. Oh, I I walk around the building just to get a look around, see what it's around. It's a pretty simple uh, Irish restaurant. Like open spaces, there's like a couple of booths that go down one way. Around the block. Around the block. Yeah. I was gonna get familiar with the area. Yeah. Okay, I need you to roll. Edge oh, look, it's our van. An edge. Double. Uh, yeah, double. Edge double. <laughs> <laughs> that's the company van. Wow. Um, I think that's actually what her bulldog looks yeah, like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, all right. So you guys did get that text. Um. Next to arrive in that case would be um, Oracle and Kepri. You're probably out and about while Rose is just waiting at the restaurant, at the bar. Uh, 
I would actually have offered to help clean up, get ready for the for the day, sweet. So, oh, that's not really necessary. You don't have to do that. Yeah, please, it helps me distract myself. Do they? Do they? Um, all right, just go ahead and start moving those boxes in the back. The six is explosive. One. So you're useless. No, no, no. It's just how many hits did you? I literally pushed the boxes. And you? Um. Everybody's too groggy, tired, and you don't want anybody who recognizes you. Five, three straight. Okay, great. I needed a performer. So, in fact, you pass a couple of minotaurs, and that's why nobody. For a minotaur and probably a probably a satyr. Yeah. Yeah. Some metavariants do walk by, so people just they don't really bat much of an eye. Um. So Kepri and Oracle arrive next. Five will be in pretty shortly after. So you find Ro at the bar already cleaning up some places, moving some boxes. I found an apron somewhere. I found an apron somewhere. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be too big for you. That's why it's like it's down to my knees. <laughs> You're 16. You should have grown into yourself. At I'm 5'3", 116 pounds. There's 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 small sizes. No, it's actually a natural. Tyler, you forget dwarves exist in this universe, so there are uniforms for dwarves. Yeah, Genshi was actually the shortest. I think technically it's still too big for him. He's too wide because dwarves are stocky. Some dwarves aren't stocky. Anyways, we came for breakfast. Yes. So Buck is like, all right. uh, What can I get for you? Unless you want your friend here to start cooking some food. He's actually pretty mean behind a grill. Oh, I'm well aware. Uh, <laughs> what what do you have on menu that uh, is vegetarian? Oh, we got plenty of soy food, of course, but uh, let me see. Anything uh, non-soy? Anything non-soy. Well, I can probably get a very simple salad. It's not going to taste great. Yeah. Whatever's fine. Can do. Um, and uh, so he'll basically start arranging to get like a salad. And see. His food selection isn't very much. He does have some meats, but that's mostly for lunch and dinner. Uh, for the morning, he's got like, he's only got scraps of sausage and very, very few eggs. Like actual breakfast food is not a common stock, and he has some stuff for salad, but again, it doesn't taste great. Yeah. Eggs are fine. I'll take the eggs and sausage. Okay. So, um, you notice that the sausage is... The sausage and eggs, they, they were struggling to... They were almost expired at this point. You can kind of tell from the smell. Oh, God. They were getting, they were getting close to going bad. So they're, it's called sour. 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 Whatever. But um, it's, it's still edible. But when you look at the food situation in general, if you decide to take a look at the kitchen, you notice that trying to get restocked... Like, he doesn't have a lot of food restocked. In fact, if you check a, a, a schedule of, like, food or shipments coming in, it's very infrequent. And some of it, I mean, even have like lines crossed through them, and they might even have a comment that says "driver was shot." <laughs> Issues with their supplier. Ray, Ray, uh, Kepri just eats it. She's sure. she's been fed worse. I go, fuck. Can I take this? Uh, well, I kind of need it for my own records, but you can take a photo if you want. Okay. Uh, why do you need it? Just for reference. Said I can get a better reputation around here by helping out with jobs, and this seems important. I think he was asking in character. So Buck, yeah, Buck does look at the calendar. Oh. <laughs> Buck does look at the the shipment um, calendar kind of thing, and he just kind of lets it alongside. You know, unfortunately, um, we keep getting gypped on supplies, or one of the syndicates tries to hijack trucks because you know food's still a bit of a commodity around here, as it turns out. He says he'll like, move in a box. <laughs> I 
sorry. It's not uncommon for, for trucks to get hijacked just trying to deliver basic supplies. Like I said, nobody wants to come down here, and the few that do, they risk getting shot at. Sometimes they even need their own private escorts just to transport basic food and water. Hmm. Even soy food, for God's sake. Interesting. Is, um, would you be able to give me contact info for those people? Uh, um, are, are you talking about the suppliers? Yes, we need private escorts. Well, we could. It's just, uh, they usually have to come through me for that sort of thing. I mean, if you want to arrange to be an escort once they arrive in the city, we could talk about something like that. But for now, um, just, I'll, I'll, let me handle that, that for now. Okay. One thing at a time, friend. Um, and he kind of goes back to restocking the building. So, Rose still cleaning, Kepri just having breakfast, Dark Onion, I guess, already cooking some food. Sausage and eggs, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I had the sausage and eggs. So, next to be arrived would be five or not long after. Yo, what up? <laughs> How's it going, bud? Oi, Fiverr, good to see you. So your friends are actually pretty helpful. Like, they've already jumped jumped right to work. Yeah, it sure seems that way. Uh, yeah, well, anything I can do to help? Two of us are just eating. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't help cook? I mean, I... Oh, I mean, sure, I can okay. help cook then. I guess I'm doing that then. <laughs> well, I, I, I think we actually got no hands covered, so if you'd like to eat with uh, Kepri over there, you can. Sound good. Uh, what do you have? He says he gets a notepad out. Uh, let's see. You've got, uh... You make an omelet? <laughs> uh, if you would have asked me that last week, I could have said yes, and it wouldn't have tasted great. But, unfortunately, mm. I'm all out of that for now. <laughs> Eating the last of the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, stare them down. <laughs> well, it's, um... What else goes in an omelet? Because there is, I know there is some meat, there is some eggs, but... Yeah, I'm eating, meat, I'm eating yeah. eggs and I mean, eating Typically eggs, eggs and, and salt. cheese, um, some milk for the <laughs> eggs. Cheese and milk is essentially what he's running well on. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm eating, like, the sausage and the egg. How about some, uh... I can get pancakes. you... You probably manage a uh, scramble of some sort. You still need milk. They, they could probably do a bit of that, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, you don't so eat you eggs. It's just better with it. No, now, I said with uh, you eat, You guys clean, and you said you coming down here at 1130? Yeah, 11, 1130. All right, so... So I, I show up late with um, with two soy cakes rolled up in my hand like, a bur like burritos. <laughs> Rude just stares at you hey. like glaring daggers. <laughs> what? It's, it's still it's still AM? Um, and, uh, and as, like... Uh, Buck comes around, uh, putting a box down on the bar, and he's like, Hoi, Chummer! He says, waving, waving at you. Hoi! Oh, my God. We managed to get the only lightweight dwarf in existence on our team. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. Um, so, um... Well, what are you doing? Why are you wearing that, that, that evening gown? <laughs> it, it's an apron. Uh, I'm just helping around clean up. Glares <laughs> even harder. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and take a seat, Genchio? We're going to get started soon. I should tell you what, cool. if y'all want to wrap up whatever you're doing, uh, meet me in the back. Alright, we're going to meet in the back then. <laughs> well, you guys wrap up whatever you're doing, and you guys gather in the back. You are back in that, uh, not quite cramped space, but small room with, like, uh, the cages. Now, Kepri didn't notice this before. Kepri, when you walk in... Um, she didn't notice because she wasn't in there. She wasn't in there, yes. Um, 
So when you walk in, you notice a beat-up couch right across. You see a terminal off to the right that's like several screens and other stuff like that, um, probably for fixing. You see a projector table smack in the middle of the room. It never, you never put it back down. And up into your left when you walk, you have to kind of like shimmy through the, uh, um, like the little hallway where the supplies are stuck. You have to shimmy through there. You open a door. Maybe you have to kind of kick it open. Um, but when you walk in and you look up and you see this hollow projection, Kepri, you see this big scoreboard. Not a scoreboard per se, more like a, a betting board. And you see all sorts of names on there. It's really fascinating. You're seeing names like one column, you're seeing categories or like types of people. You're seeing Dragon or Megacorp CEO or AI. And then to the column right of that, there's like some broken down names like under Dragon, there's Kelladier, Hestaby, Ghostwalker, and then under like Mike Corp CEO, you got like Johnny Spinrad, Damian Knight, Richard Villiers, and Deus in big bold letters under AI, and then you also see just a bunch of other random names you do or don't recognize. And way off to the right, it's a whole column of Nuyen amounts. And you see one big total pot, which I can't not remember what I said last time, so I'm pretty sure a few billion. Yeah, you yeah. like up in the billions. Yeah, so the uh, the total pot shows at the very top is like three point one billion. I'm gonna write that down now. Yeah, th thirteen billion million. That, I did write that down. Um, I noticed when you probably drew your eye, it has to be. Um, you notice there were there was like two hundred fifty three thousand million on that bet. Well, it's not that much. Mm -mm. Not considering the the total. Yeah. Uh, more money's put on Kelladier. Uh There's at least uh, um, about 900,000. Mm, could see it being Kelladir versus the others. In Deus, you see a whopping two mil. Um, and then you see like another mil on Johnny Spinrad. Damian Knight has probably around 600,000. So it's like the big three types, your dragons, your CEOs, and your... Uh, your AI, those are like the big bets versus just a bunch of shitty little bets that people have like scant amounts on. And you see names like shit roll through a ticker. And if you're observant and you watch close enough, you'll notice uh, Rude's name pop up with 50 million under uh, Dunkle's arm. Uh, Buck notices you're looking at the board and he says, Care to place a wager? I have my suspicions, but uh, I'll keep them to myself at this point. Oh, come on. There's like 13 billion million on the line. <laughs> just just plop a couple thousand, and you, you, you could be a rich like in a few years or so, whenever we learn about Big J. Okay. All right, suit yourself, suit yourself. Personally, though, my money's on Johnny Spinner. That fucker's got, got a thing for, for, uh, for all sorts of corpses that are just Stop like... Stop him now, they'll go forever. <laughs> Uh, he, he does talk about conspiracy theorists because I know you two were like the, the social among you he genuinely believes that his uh, Johnny Spinrad and he would even come up with like evidence of how oh there was a scandal with Soul Media back in like 57 there was um and uh, there's this big beef with Loaf so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we all try like about that try to interrupt yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that after we discuss this job. Okay. Um, right, the job. So, um, I've basically been putting out my feelers to learn a bit more details about what the job's going to be like. Come on. Um, 
this job's going to be going down in a couple of days. And the thing is, um, here's the basics. The uh, got faction notes up here. So there's going to be basically a big trade going down between the Walsh, which you guys know is the Irish Mafia, and the Haradas, which is the Yakuza down here. So um, there's going to be a big trade deal between the Walshes and the Haradas. There's a big ceasefire going on between the two of them right now. They decided they've been killing each other for a good long enough, and each of them are short in their own respective supplies. So, right. Um, so they're they're willing to do a ceasefire to negotiate a, a quick trade because some of them, uh, the Walsh are willing to trade some uh, weaponry, while the Haradas are looking to trade trade some food. In fact, it was the Walshes who called the ceasefire, and uh, the Vori. They're trying to build up some manpower so they can try to seize the elevator, but they're kind of recuperating, as it were. So here's the thing. The Haradas and the Walshes, they each put out a escort job um, for basically their respective trade trade people. They're looking, they're basically looking for protection. You can, you can protect one side or the other. nice thing is you get to choose. Um, or if you're feeling like mixing things up in the, the state of power down there in, in Harding... Other options could be present. For example, the Vori, you could actually get them mixed up and just sabotage that deal. You know, actually just take the stuff for themselves. Or, you know, if you're feeling particularly cross, you can just, like, kill both of them and take the stuff in the trade. Lord knows the Underwatch could actually use all of it. Now, here's the thing. Uh, when most Shadowrunners get jobs coming from the uh, any of these syndicates down here, it can win them some favor points with the elevator, depending on who's in control, or if you're looking to back a team who's going to take it. Right now, we have a... Uh, word comes down that the Walshes are going to make a power play sometime in the near future. We just don't know when, we don't know the details, and I'm still trying to pick that out. Um, and the Vori are just waiting for them to probably kill each other first before they take the elevator. But they're wrapped up in their own politics trying to choose the new leader. So, uh, right now, as you know, um, all right, Kepper, you weren't here for that. So, right now, it's the Haradas that are holding the elevator. Um, they're a little low on manpower. They don't have that much ammo, um, which is part of the reason for the trade, and they are completely lacking in medicine. Uh, whereas it's the Walsh who definitely have medicine. I'm pretty sure that might pop into the trade at some point. I know they're negotiating still. Um... So if you manage to get in good favors with the Harada and you help them keep that elevator, they might actually let you let you use it, perhaps for a small fee. Otherwise, uh, you'd kind of have to work your tail off and spend... They charge like millions and millions just to get up that elevator. They, they try to rip people off all the time. This is, why, this is why there's other routes up to the city that we prefer to use, but we have to keep tight-lipped on. So they don't know about it, nobody else knows about it, Night Errant doesn't know about it, all that stuff. Um... So, that is essentially the job, and you guys could choose if you want to help one faction or the other, or I could try to find something else for you. Right now, um, there's only very minor errands uh, for at least the next week on my docket, and they're all taken up by the runners. Mm, how necessary do you think it would be for us to be able to go to the other city? Uh, well, he, he already talked, he already told us about food. Um, this is a character. He already told us yesterday about how we're not going to really have... 
We, we can't go there, so... Yeah, Big J wants you to focus down here for now. Try to build up relationships with the Underwatch. So if, that, if that's the case, I'm more for the idea of helping the Overwatch. Uh, no. Underwatch. Underwatch. I'm, I don't feel like trying to fight two powerful syndicates that can hold an elevator and keep everyone clear. I'd say it'd be better to uh, go... Well, for him to find my end of Jack, your thought process here... The Underwatch kind of have to make frequent deals with the syndicates because they're the one, they're the most reliable suppliers, if not actually stealing supplies in the process, of medicine, of weapons, of firepower to fight off any spirits that come from the Northeast. Um, they, they are the suppliers, and for better or worse, we kind of have to deal with them. Yeah, I would say it would be better to work with the Welsh. Simply for the fact that they have basic medical needs, which are way more helpful in the long run. And from what you said, they they had most they had a good chunk of weapons. So they have high manpower, many guns and ammo, low food. Um, they do have a stockpile of medicine. The rumor has it, and their main trade is arms and drug shipments. Those are good. I feel for like if we got them to work with the Underwatch, the Underwatch would be overall. Friend, let me clarify. The Underwatch works with all three of them. Whenever they're willing to sell us stuff or willing to sell to us for cheap, they are essentially the go-to suppliers for any, any given thing. I know, but uh, having one side more in our favor is still helpful. Well, this is just for you guys personally. This well, I know for us, but we we also want to work with the Underwatch. Gonna, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. The Underwatch don't mind if Shadowrunners do have to work with these syndicates, so long as you don't ultimately screw relations between the syndicates and the Underwatch. Like, you're not planning on going to the Walshers and telling them, "Hey, go kill the chief, why don't you?" You're not oh, planning no, on doing no. that, are you? No. God, no. Okay, that's what I thought. So, no, we just as long as you're not doing that. So, if we were to kill both of these factions guarding the, the elevators, steal their supplies, both guns, well, it wouldn't be good because and bring it back to the Underwatch, they would know. Well, yeah. it just it just means all mean, the power vacuum, kid. It would just mean the Vori end up taking control of all of Harding, and then they get control of any incoming uh, shipments of any. Also, anything. we probably wouldn't be able to take all the equipment either. None of us will be able to take that equipment. Yeah. Whereas if you make friends with them, you can be able to talk with them, trade with them, buy things off of them, or you can negotiate on behalf of the Underwatch, that's other options, or of course, the elevator, which is the biggest prized commodity in Harding. This is killing, what they fight over all the time. Killing them is a pointless endeavor. Helping the faction that guards the elevator would seem pointless as well because they wouldn't be holding it for very long. Well, it sounds of, like the Yakas are fighting a war of attrition and they're on the losing side. Oh, let me tell you, last there's a war of attrition all around the place. They're yeah, constantly bringing no new people just to kill each other. Who has the elevator? There's just the point of choosing who can give us the best options in the long run. I, mean, I don't really care about using the elevator because, from what he said, it's super expensive and yes, not it's, worth it's, our time. it's farther down the line. We probably wouldn't even need to use it. Can we go for best offer? Well, that's what I'm saying. I still feel like we better do the watches since they have. Well, at the moment, um, let me actually let me check what the job posting is. The job posting is uh, the Walshes. They uh, okay. So they're being a little cheap on us today. So the Walshes are offering seven thousand for their protection. Um, These or total? Uh, each. Or well, the whole total I should mention. Um, it's going to be 40000 The uh, The Yakas, on the other hand, to hold the elevator, they are offering about uh, 60000 
I'd say go for a better option. I, uh, I don't know. Well, remember, you could get a higher pay, but if they get screwed over later. They also have less manpower. Unless, also, while the Welshers have more. Unless, and if this is your prerogative, you can help them defend the elevator if the time comes to it. And that can earn you some brownie points for that faction if it turns out you like them. But, look, me personally, here's what I can tell you. The Welshers are a little ruthless. But not nearly so much as the Vori. Yes. And it depends on and it depends on who wins this little election the Vori have going on between um Stefan and Kolzak. Yeah. I'll I'll be completely honest with all of you. I'm young. I don't know anything about either of these two groups. I don't know who the Yakuza or the Walshans are. So it's really up to what you all have to say about either of these where we go. Don't look at the money, don't worry about the rewards. We need to we need to find strong allies. And let me tell you, Big J, that's kind of your main mission here, I've been told. Um, see, I'm only getting scant details as needed, but I'm kind of used to that. So, the big goal here is you're trying to find as many allies as you can acquire, because supposedly we're going to need whoever you get friends with in the long run. And this is anything you can build down here in the lower city, as well as when you eventually go to the upper city. Sort of. From a show of hands. <laughs> Does anyone have an issue working for the Yakuza? Does anybody have an issue with the Walshans? No, but I think working for the Yakuza, they don't have the resources to be as meaningful a contact later down the road. Oh, here's the other thing I want to see. I know uh, he basically looks at Ro. So there's one thing um, about the Yakuza you probably ought to know. They're in pretty tight with NCT. You familiar with that? Ro, like, immediately scours. Like, if they're in tight with the corporation, I don't want to work for them. <laughs> well, I don't know how tight they actually are, because that's kind of a mystery in and of itself. But MCT, the Mitsuhama Computer Technologies, they're one of the big megacorps that are up there. And if you get in good with them, that can give you a lot of clout in at least some of the corporate scene up there, once you're up there. That could pay off later, but that depends if you decide to go that way. If... If you don't want to go that, I understand, but just under, uh, but just know this. I I want to avoid the Yakuza or corps. <laughs> now, the Irish mob, they, they are a corp who's not actually a corp. They got business everywhere. Uh, that's different. <laughs> Rube puts his hand on the table, slams his hand on the table. We're not working with the Yakuza. Yeah, I'm fine. I, I concur. I am fine Sounds with that. Sounds like it's decided then. Walsh it is, then. All right, we'll so. All right, so you're going to work for the Walshes? Yep. Yep. All right, then. Just, uh, once you start getting in tight with the Walshes, just be ready for possible, uh, possible kickback from the Vori. They're not, once you pick a side, they're, you're probably not going to make friends on the other sides. Well, the, bar, the Vori aren't involved in this conflict. Alright, so I'm going to make a note of that, and I'll put the offer right, out there. I don't know that we got a, is it going to be a full team of six for the Walsh job? Come down. Yep. Sure. And I worry about Kepri's health. I'm handicapped for a while, but... Something I'm not used to. On the upside, you got a couple of days before before the trade deal goes down. Um, and I said the offer was forty thousand. Yeah. So I'll make a note of that. It's, it's about six thousand six hundred and sixty-six million for each of us. All right. Well, I'll keep you appraised on any developments about that, um, and I'll let the Walsh I'll let the Walsh know that they're going to have a six-man protection. And I'll give you more details about where the meet location is later. But for now, that's kind of it regarding the job. Mm. So, I suppose um, 
I suppose, Kepper, you're going to go get some rest for now? Yeah. It's been a rough couple of months. Uh, right. Um, so I'm still working on an arrangement for you, so I'll, I'll, I'll get you settled as soon as I can get a place so that's at least cheaper. Is there any particular arrangement you're looking for? I, I have to rent these out, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, oh, so we pay you rent, technically. Well, technically, it either goes to me and then goes to them, I just pass it along, or it goes to your renter. Uh, I mean, I can easily afford a medium, but uh, whatever you've got. Any particular preference where you want to be? Not really. I've, I've never really been this far east. Well, I guess the question is, uh, you want to be closer to the city or further from the city? You don't have a car. You know what? Closer. I need to get used to this background count. Alright. By the way, just a just a tip. Don't go waving around that you're a mage to many people. Like there's very few that are even alike in the community. Um so just keep your head down in regards to magic if you can. Just a bit of advice. So um, I'll let you know when I find a place, but would you be okay staying with Oracle for for a little bit longer? No, we haven't killed each other yet. Glances between the two of you. And so does Ro. And and like he he looks actually worried. <laughs> uh, Kepper, I'm gonna need to send you a message later about a particular detail that comes up. So I'll keep you praised there. Yeah. I'm uh gonna go to Stuffer Shack and buy an air mattress. All right. Yeah, you're probably gonna want maps. So he sends each of you guys um. A map sock, but unfortunately, when you use it, it is kind of out of date. And he'll elaborate on this. So you can use that map sock to navigate around the city, but just you can find some businesses probably aren't there on the map anymore, or some roads are closed off, that kind of thing. At least in regards to the lower city. Um, as for Supper Shack, just head out, go about two blocks down west, and you'll find at least one little shack there that one other person runs. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Tell me said hi. Alright, we'll take it easy then, Kepri. I'll see you in a couple of days and keep an eye out for that text. Yeah. So Kepri goes ahead goes ahead and sneaks out through the door. And Buck will go ahead and close behind you so they can finish talking shop with the rest of the team. And I guess we'll see you, Wyatt, in a couple of weeks. Yep. I'm in. Two whole weeks later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take it easy, Wyatt. Good night. Good night. Good night. Are we still alive? Hmm? Are we still alive? Oh, yeah, we're still alive. Yeah. Uh, okay. we'll, go to break. we'll go to break in 30 minutes. Okay. Um, so, um, it's just now you and Buck, and Buck is just, he's just doing some idle cleaning and idle note-taking. Alright. So, um, this would be a good opportunity to get to know the city a little bit, or in case you have any questions for me in particular. I mean, know the, pretty, know the city pretty well. Yeah. Um, anything from particularly around this area? Uh, in regards to what? Well, let's see. Anybody else up for something fun? Sure. <laughs> well, uh, depends on how much uh, how much you're wanting to party or whatever. There's Club Endurance oh, up in uh, Beach, up in um, not Beach Grove, but um. Uh, basically, on the northeast side of downtown, there's a club called Endurance. Mm -hmm. It's called Endurance because it's the last club standing after the big bug attack. Biggest and best one. 
They do some parties on the weekends, and if you're lucky, you might even catch the chief popping in there sometimes. It's rare. Don't expect it, but uh, you might see him in there, possibly. Uh, anywhere else in particular you're interested in? Um, Did you take notes? Are there any gangs that we should look at in the central downtown? I'm familiar with the ones that are out on out on the Speedway, but not much else. Well, there's one particular gang that likes to ride through here from Speedway on occasion. Um, they're called the Choppers. Yeah, familiar. Oh, uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, the Choppers, uh, they're cyberleggers on bikes. None of us are sporting any really expensive-looking cyberware. Well, sometimes they use it for themselves if they just, like, hack it on a crack on their arm behind back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't let them catch you alone out there. They'll they'll come and cut you up. Not nice. I can't imagine. Me and Rude have had to deal with them a couple times. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you're still in peace. Um, but then again, you don't have a... You have some cyber order, right? Rude. Eyes and eye, eyes and ears, yes. Cyber, okay. So, uh, as long as your big friend uh, has got you covered with all that kind of wear he's got, you should be fine. He doesn't seem to notice that you have Bioware, per se. Bioware is not as obvious as Cyberware. Well, I have a lot of special. I have a lot of Bioware. Even so, um, it looks like natural organic body parts. Like, he'd have to actually look and see scars. All all of my Bioware is internal, anyway. Yes, so he wouldn't notice, obviously. Yeah, I just look like a normal human. Now, mine is kind of obvious, but not super obvious. Well, aside from, the, aside from the choppers who have been a bit antsy lately, um, I'm trying to think what the name of that bloody other game was. Um, I know the Ancients are trying to get a bit of a presence down here. Cool. The Ancients, they're, they're an old elf gang. Um, mostly like old, old-fashioned old elves who just want to have power for reason. I don't know their, their whole lifestyle, but they are trying to carve out some land out in Irvington, but uh, it's kind of a small group, but... They're trying to recruit some numbers. Mm, none of us are home. Oh, except for your friend Kepri, but she doesn't look like the type who'd be an ancient. Well, yeah, but I mean, besides her, but none of us are really old. Those are the only ones that really deal in downtown, at least. Um, yeah, there's there's new gangs popping up all the time. Thankfully, the ancients aren't known for their violent outbursts. And they're not usually violent, but sometimes they uh, they will cause a fuss if people get on their turf or if their deals get interrupted by the Underwatch. Thankfully, the Underwatch is keeping a, keeping a good eye out for games. As soon, as soon as a big one comes up, they're usually rooted out, but the Choppers and the Ancients are the only ones that have kind of endured so far. And a few others, I'm still trying to remember the names of. See, I'm more on the corporate side of things. Corporate, upper city kind of news, and uh, whatever Shadowrunner activities happen down here. That's sort of my field of expertise. I'm uh, thinking it's still early, right? Yeah. It is, uh, well, going on 12, because Genshio showed up late. Well, before we go out and party, I'm going to do some matrix searches uh, regarding uh, the three main syndicates that we're going to be dealing with in this upcoming job. Sure. Um, If anybody else has some matrix computer skill, you can do that, too, including Oracle, if you want. He's been doing it this whole time without us knowing. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Okay. Then he would have a lot of information in the time that we've been sitting here talking. <laughs> I'm apparently a little loud. Um, I'm assuming this is on Discord. I think Wyatt's listening on us. <laughs> Do we want me to... Directional? 
It is yeah. omnidirectional. You um, want me to turn it down? Yeah, just turn the, uh, the volume down a bit. And I'll, I'll ask again for responding. Because I'm sure you tweaked that. Well, while you're doing some nerd stuff, any firing ranges around here? Oh, what was that? Any firing ranges around here? Well, let's see. There's an old abandoned police station. Um, it's on the northwest end of downtown. Not far. About a couple blocks out. Fuck yeah. Sure. Um, it's run by my mom. I thought you were going to say it was run by your mom. <laughs> no. No, no, no. I want to go meet your mom. <laughs> we're going to be best friends. Yeah, he sounds badass. Cool, <laughs> mom. Uh, we basically got a guy who took over the police station and just kind of made it an official range and armor. Is your mom the police um, or is your mom the king? Oh, God. We just call him Gunny. I don't know what his real name is. Nobody knows. He's an older guy. Sounds like I'm going to go see Gunny. Well, sure. Go right ahead. You'll probably, see, you'll probably sell you any guns if you need it. I have that in there for now. Also, um, there is somebody in uh, Big J's organization. I'm going to need you to meet here soon. Um, oh, real quick, before we split up. Um, anybody wants uh, to get their uh, comlink slaves to my, my uh, deck here? Sure, why not? Might be handy. Okay. Cool. Um, I figured you'd be. I actually don't know what that means. Uh, basically, I can offer you some extra uh, protection from with your device from the Matrix. He's going to look up at Ruth for approval. Sure. <laughs> Hands device over. It's a Sony Emperor. It's a piece of crap. <laughs> Hand over my incredibly fancy, expensive fucking comlink, the Fuji Cyber X7. <laughs> No way. So you, guys, so you don't need it. So you hey. guys arrange to get um, Fiverr's marks on your devices so that she can look over them. Hold on. Anybody have their Discord open? Yes. Yeah. Is it muted? Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say why, Roger. Uh, it's a bit... You're, you're not muted. I'm not in alpha channel. I am muted. Okay, well, I just wanted to make sure because people are saying well, it's muted. Better. Okay. So we had some echo. No, she just said I was, I was loud. Oh, yeah, I don't know why okay. it comes off as echoey when we listen into it on, on Discord. It sounds better in the recording. Yeah. Um, move the um, mic down just a smidge. But yeah, the Discord doesn't exactly have the greatest audio in regards to this setup. That and a lot of us kind of tend to keep our heads down and mumble. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I hand over my trans to Avalon. Alright. Yeah. I just make sure you... I just make sure it doesn't raise any alarms with Janice, got it? I'll need my head exploding before I can see any action. <laughs> this well, really, nothing illegal about this. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you're, you're, you're oh, I'm not, I'm not worried about illegal, kid. <laughs> I mean, you know. I, I mean, you're fine so long as you follow the rules, which Janus um, told gave you the rules. Yes. Yeah. All right, then. No funny business where you blow up. Basically, just try not to bring up Janus on, on the, uh, the regular. And you should be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ben, did you see that? Oh, oh, trust me, dude. Oh, trust me, Buck. I'm gonna be way too busy busting head. Why she would have, have, have chewed the devil she knows and slave her device to you? Have you slave her device? Now, do you have that quality where you can slave devices to yourself, uh, or do you have to slave it onto your comlink? Didn't he do it last? Uh, Didn't he slave it to my comlink? Okay. Yes. Okay. So. All right. Whew. 
By the way, I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, what do I have? While I'm while I'm just like not really doing anything, I'm gonna have uh, my uh, highest uh, attribute be firewall, and uh, I'm also going to run. Well, it's based off your stats. Oh, is it? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, by the way, uh, keep in mind your device rating. That's how many programs you can run at once. Right. Yeah, I mean, and you can just move those four at the, the attribute array however you want between the four stats. And I thought I <clears throat> So, uh, Danny, do the rest of you have any questions? Um, I'll talk to you later. Are you sure if you like? If I go out and party, how many people are going to recognize my face? Uh. <clears throat> Well, just a bit of clarification uh, between the group of us. Do, do they know who you are? No, and I don't think they should know. I, I don't know, Rude. I think open, openness is a good way to bring us together. We're going to be working together for a long time. Later. Rude and Rhoda sort of nods. Well, all right. Um, that's going to be your business, but to answer your question... Um, if you go into one of their populated nights, there's a pretty high chance. I won't be joining you. Sad to hear it. Same. Uh, <laughs> I'll make that same recommendation to your dwarf friend here. Really? Alright. Now that's their business. They can tell you what it is if they want to. I'm not going to indulge it here on behalf of their, uh, on behalf of respect to them. Uh, let's just say uh, you don't need these two going out and about getting themselves recognized by the local community unless, you know, they earn themselves some favors. If you, if you want to party, we should probably party at one of the houses that we own. I'll be on my best behavior. Not a bad idea. That's it, Rhoda. Um, I'm going to have to get back to the bar, so um, I've got a few more minutes for a few more questions if you guys have any. Plus. Nah. Less likely for me and this dwarf over here to get into a fight. Nah, I'm. Uh, I'll have some questions for you later, but I'm gonna just go try and get some of it. I mean, it seems like y'all can handle stuff. yourselves at least. Sure. Capos. All right. Seems pretty protective of the kid. Yeah, but. Someone. Honestly, let's be real. We don't need any more no notoriety. Oh, of course not. Oh, well, by the girls. Alright, well, um... I'll try not to pick on your friend. Alright. I'm gonna go ahead and get back to the bar friend. then, if none of you have any more questions, so... You mean row? Um, feel free to stay here if you need to. Do whatever else you need to talk about in private. Um, and like I said, the job will probably be in about a couple of days, so... For, those, for your friend Oracle here, I recommend you give him a little tour of the city. Show him around a bit. Just a, just a thought. I'll take my word for it. He says he's like backing up and the, his back right hook just kind of nudges the door open. Totally your call. He's, and then he turns and walks on out. I think a tour sounds like a great idea. I, I'm interested in that as well. Rube just follows. Looks at, actually looks back at Oracle Rube and his. Uh, so, out of you guys, who, who would have spent a lot of time downtown? Oh, well, I live downtown, apparently. Oh, you live downtown? Near, nearby. Sure. Nearby downtown. All right. Um, so you guys just head on out? Okay. So. Um, I'm going to shoot some sack of flour or whatever. 
So if you guys are just going to show Dar around the city, it's essentially you guys are walking through a forest of very gigantic brick and cement buildings. Some of them are sealed off. Um, on occasion, you might actually walk past, um, like once you're getting toward the edges of the city or somewhere toward the, the middle area where the Monument Circle is. And on your left, you'll find a building full of cement. And on your right, you'll find another building full of cement. Well, aside from that, you also see some buildings being reinforced by what you can assume is Durasteel by a bunch of guys in hard hats. Now, do you guys notice they look cleaner, well-shaven, more well-kempt than most of the Undercity? You can, like, those of you who are indie locals, you immediately notice these are the, uh... Them's the worker bees. Them's the worker bees. <laughs> um, so, they're trying to basically reinforce a building, and, um, a couple of squatters are trying to get in, and they're like... Oh, but I got my stuff inside. And he's and uh, one of the, the worker bees, like the foreman, I guess. He's like, I'm sorry, but I can't let you come in there until we finish reinforcing the structure. But but everything's in there. Look, I'm I'm sorry, sir, but I'm gonna need you to just wait here until we're done, okay? And there's there's minor arguments back and forth. Now yeah. this is this is very common, like squatters being kicked out. They're assholes, but we have to pretty much let them do their thing because we don't want issues with the uh, upstairs. And we certainly don't want the entire city coming down on top of us. That too. That is kind of a good thing. So you just walk on past. Um, so yeah, um, there's all sorts of um, places to see downtown between restaurants, between grocery shops. You're seeing all sorts of local businesses. You're seeing people partying like through the streets. Um... You see the odd transportation vehicles moving in. They're very infrequent. There's like the one or two trucks that are moving around. And that and you might notice the same truck making its rounds around the place. Probably because they're trying to... Uh, she says closer to the table. I can't no, she, she said Mike further down the table is thumbs up. Oh, right. balance my sanitizer. So if you're saying it sounds fine. Sure. Cool. It sounds better this slow. Thank you, Wyatt. Okay, so, um, so you're seeing just, it's a, it's almost as if you took, like, a house and you just completely turned the inside of it into the entire, all of the streets all around the city. You see couches yeah. in places, benches in places, where people are just kind of sitting and chilling. You see made-up little living rooms and parks. You see some people watching treads all over, and on various street corners or other, yeah, uh, other shops. Um... Are there a bunch of kids watching a trade in, in a in a store window? <laughs> there's some there's some kids, but there's also some kids who are actually, you know, going around kicking a couple of balls. Wow, TV. Like they're throwing some balls, kicking some old soccer balls. Some shows that you notice are being put on are Rigor Wars and some are urban urban brawls. Um urban brawl games. Um and you just kind of see these cheers coming from people as they like notice like one of their favorite robots just got um, just completely axe another one and two. Oh man, I like that one. <laughs> um, it's very busy all over downtown, and you're seeing like the odd hotels that some of them are still being used as hotels. Like people are actually working and running them. They came up with their own uniforms, and they're trying to act as like uh, like chauffeurs or, or bellboys and stuff. Um. So businesses like have been rejuvenated with some life of their of their former um, caricatures that they had, but it's it's a pale imitation of what high society hotels would run and look like and be like and be maintained as. 
Um, and some of these hotels have just been converted into apartments. Um, there is, of course, a mall. Um, and it just streams throughout the entire city, of course. Um, just connects from building to building. And eventually, at some point, um, what would be the Sears Tower today, you guys would look up to it on occasion, and you would see that there's this big hex that you see that makes up the entire ceiling above you. But you're seeing one of these hexes a little further down, and it basically is like connected around um, like the, I want to say the 35th floor or so of the Salesforce Tower. Now, locals know that's called the Unity Plate. That's like this iteration of the convention center. Um, that's where Metacon is held. Um, and it's kind of used for other things like... It would be a real shame if somebody moved that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is basically like they sliced out part of the building and just put one of the hexes in it. And it's just sticking out around the whole thing and just kind of reinforces the structure. Um, otherwise, it's just like all brick and cement and the, um, the odd steel skyscraper that sometimes goes as high as... Most of the time goes as high as the plates. And other times it's always like various levels short of it. And it goes out like that for miles and miles. Uh, you could walk for days and probably not um, see every single skyscraper in downtown. Because it just it sprawls out so far. Um, so is there, you guys spend at least a few hours touring the city, I guess. Getting dark familiar with downtown. This is the fountain oracle. Right? <laughs> oracle getting Oracle used to downtown. This is the fountain. This is Alban Chocolate. The French restaurant that serves chocolate shit. <coughs> oh yeah. Um and because I know Mass Ave in real life is actually one of the like sort of party areas of the city. Mm -hmm. Um it's definitely the liveliest area of, of the town. Like you have some made up theater structures, you got um, there's all sorts of fancy bars there. Um, Does the canal still exist? At a canal. The canal does still exist, and you do pass by it. And you're seeing people cleaning this big, ugly brown muck. And it, it's almost as if it's... It, that's, that's what the color permanently is, and they're trying to, like, dye it, clean it, and just do whatever they can to fix it. And occasionally, some bits of rubble falls in, and sometimes you do see the odd person throw trash in, but others are trying to maintain it, and otherwise it's... So it's pretty much like it is now. It's a shallow sludge. <laughs> yeah, now. Like it is now. Uh, <laughs> um, and sadly, people just hang around it, and they just throw beer cans and all sorts of shit in it. Um, literal shit. Literal. <laughs> I don't know, if you actually went down and checked around, you might see some literal shit from hobos. But you do see, a, like, big camps. Like, there's definitely camps all over the place of um, the People homeless. abandoning their, bet fit, their pet fish. <laughs> Maybe, but then that pet fish wouldn't last very long. bears. But you do definitely <laughs> notice there's lots of little camps all over the place. Like, and these are clearly where the homeless are living. Um, like, you're seeing these big uh, draped awnings over, like, entire swaths of bridges. Because bridges are still a thing. Like, you see bridges interconnect between buildings on occasion or go over buildings. Um, you're seeing like camps, you're seeing like tinfoil structures, and, and it's kind of marring the otherwise um, upbeat look and attitude of the rest of the city. Um, and these are just kind of depressing little pockets of space, including the canal. 
in central of the canal uh, is where most of the homeless are flocked to. Hmm. All right. Um, is there any particular location you guys are wanting to visit? I, I think that's enough touring for now. We'll see what's in the city at, at another time. All right, so you got the pretty good gist of downtown, and through this, you you probably show them uh, your place. Maybe you swing back libraries, mm -hmm. just know where it is. I don't. You don't even pass like at least on near it, so you know where the shops are. And I mean, I don't. I don't show them my place. Sure. Um, Fiber, do you show them your place? Uh, sure. Why not? All right, you guys walk on by. You got you guys walk past it. What do they see again? Uh, they see it's kind of a kind of a tucked away little place. Like you actually kind of gotta go down a little alleyway to get into it. And uh, I'm up on the second floor. I kind of point it out, and uh, it's uh, you'll probably see like a couple of uh, uh, a couple of plants in the window, maybe. Um, and, uh... Real plants or fake plants? Real plants can't aren't going to grow that well down here. Can't tell from here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, especially during the tour, you guys definitely notice several greenhouse-type things in the area. Um, you remember what Buck told you is that food is kind of hard to grow down here, and you can definitely assume that just from there being no natural sunlight. So there's, like, greenhouses being put on roofs. There's, like, greenhouses in some of the flatter areas of downtown. Um... And you and you see some farm places that are trying to grow actual plants like inside a shop, um, and it's a lot of like unnatural UV lights. Is how they would have to do it. There are no UV lights if that tells you anything about the plants in my window. <laughs> They're probably fake plants. Fakest fake plants are ever fake. Um, so yeah, now you kind of know where to buy some groceries and other basic necessities. All natural ingredients grown naturally with their own manure. <laughs> I, I make sure to mark all of like those greenhouses. Sure. By the way, while I um, when we'll say once we once we stop by my apartment, I'll go ahead and split off from them, go inside and start doing my matrix searches. Sure. Um, go ahead and do an extended test on it. All right. So, what do the rest of you decide to do? Well, I'm going to also split off and I'm going to get some, I'm also going to get like an incredible bed and like some basic groceries and more cleaning supplies. Sure. Uh, thankfully it's urgent and all that stuff. That's a little easier to come by. Some of it is homemade. But the cleaning supplies? Some of it is because, you know, you have to... Some I just, my own ammonia. Some, some of them, <laughs> yeah. Some cases it has to be like that. You notice that there's a lot of improvised products in so many other places down in the downtown area that are selling goods. Um, a lot of it has to be like homegrown, homemade, home mixed, um, stuff like that. It's hard to find actual proper brands. Um, it's a big noticeable thing down here. They they do still exist in some locations. But they're marked up expensively. Some of them are slightly marked up, yeah. Um, and then there's some stores that get a surplus of this crap. Like, um, I imagine some brains of detergent, there'd just be like an asinine amount. <laughs> but you just notice there's very inconsistent stockings of stuff outside of the city. Like, some of it is in surplus, some of it is like, they're barely getting any. And when people notice that there's a there's like nothing of something, you, you notice it's like the most common disappointed look there is. It's like, yeah... 
Well, that's how it goes. You know, everybody who's run into this, like, as, as regular shoppers, this is a very common occurrence you notice between them. Man, we're going to have to try and do something about these supply lines getting fucking raided. All right, so Rude, Ginchio, and Ro, what do you decide to do? I'm going to go to that shooting range. All right, you go to the shooting range, you meet Gunny. Gunny is, uh, he's, he's kind of got like a chisel jaw, and he's talking like he's, he's got like his jaw stuck in one place, and he's like, you know, are you here to shoot, or are you here to buy some guns? Here to shoot. All right, it'll be 35 million. Deal. All right. So he just guides you down to the range. He gives you some basic rules. Just don't try to shred the place up, but no explosives. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't replastering these damn walls. You hear? Got it. And if you need to buy bullets, you can come see me upstairs. And he just kind of hobbles back up. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Over the over the course of the next uh, three hours, I got fourteen hits. Three hours. Uh, how many rolls did you do? Three, because it's one per hour, right? It depends on what you're searching for, and that's that. What that's what the term is the interval. Oh, okay. So for something like that, that's pretty common knowledge. That would take you about, say, thirty minutes a pop. Uh, okay. So it'd be about an hour and a half when you find all this. Okay. You had four hits. Fourteen. Four, Fourteen hits total. Okay. Yes. All right. You get three rolls and stuff. Fourteen hits. Um. All right, so I'm going back in notes here. Now, most of this you already covered with Buck. Um, now, the Walsh family, they are an older family. They've been in the Indy area for years. How do you spell that, by the way? W-A-L-S-H. Okay. Um, but then again, the Irish are probably one of the most, they're one of the oldest family or syndicates out there, aside from Yakuza. Ben, while you're cleaning, do you want to search anything? No, no, no. Alright. Um, you know that the boss's name, and he came into power probably a year ago. His name is Sean Walsh. He's very corporate mentality. He runs his whole thing like a like a proper business. Um, that's kind of how he's he's got such a firm structure on everything. Um Part of the problem is not enough food comes in, and that's because the um, that's because the yakuza manages to sabotage a lot of the food shipments. So that's where they run into tussles with each other, and they reluctantly do business as needed. So they're more professional compared to the other two corps. Uh, the yakuza, the Harada family, they uh, it is run by Katsura Harada. Uh, he is an older man, and he's very racist. He he don't like anybody that isn't human. Much like the Yakuza usually operates. Um, How do you spell uh, Harada? H-A-R-A-D-A. -A -A. And you said, what was his first name? The boss, or the Oyabin, his name is Katsuro. So K-A-T-S-U-R-O. He's a very respected man among the Yakuza. Um, in fact, he, uh, he was in the Japanese army at one point. But... That didn't pan out, and he fell in with the Yakuza, and he's he's kind of one of the higher-ranking officers of the various Oibans. Um, so he's he's well-respected, um, and he he is a bit of a tactician himself. But the problem is, tactician can only get you so far when you're trying to hold a, hold a hill for so long. 
you have to you have to eventually move out and regroup and rest up, and that's he's just trying to hold that point for all it's worth because he knows how important it is, but he knows he has to retreat soon, possibly. And finally, you got the Chrome Vori, one of the many branches of the Vori Visacone. However, the hell you pronounce that. Um, the leader died two weeks ago, so they're trying to get a new one. Um, the two up for debate are Stefan Semenov, who is basically a bloodthirsty troll. He he beats the shit out of everybody to solve his problems. Um, and if you don't like it, he'll beat you up anyway. And if you so much as look at him wrong, he'll, he'll beat you into like a pulp. He'll beat you up. He'll beat you up. Uh, he'll beat you until you're nothing but bloody paste. Or he'll or he'll probably chop you up with something, or he he just loves making messes. He's known for, for violence. Versus Kolzak Ozarov. Um Ozarov is um he's a lot more he's a very cold and calculated man. So he has no problem with killing people so long as it serves the better betterment of the Vori. He'll just like shoot you and forget about you five seconds later. Um and he'll he'll choose to kill you if it benefits the Vori or if you just you're, you're causing some sort of nuisance. Um, either of them are they could both be a problem, but Stefan is more willing to flies off the handle a bit more, even though he gets shit done like more efficiently. Versus Kolzak, he's a lot more patient. Um, he'll be patient and he'll he'll strike with extreme precision. And, like, he'll do the C4 as opposed to just busting in with bats and beating everybody up. That's the debate that's going on between this branch of the Rory. Mm -hmm. And both of them are very chromed up. They're just chromed up in their own unique way. Um, they're very disorganized generally right now. Uh, the manpower is kind of mixed, but they have a shitload of me again. Like, they are known for cyberlegging big time. Um, and they would just, like, take all this shit and export it out for some pretty damn good prices. So they have the biggest money out of the three. Um, however, they don't have good control of their food and medicine, so that's why there's some inner turmoil with them. As for all their main trades, the Walsh trade in arms and drugs, the Harada trade in smuggling to the upper city, but they also sell BTLs. On occasion, they may sell food if things get desperate. And the Vori, they sell in weaponry and uh, in chrome. You also know that the Haradas, they have since they're in control of the elevator, and they you can't just shoot people and move into the elevator. It does not work like that. You have to not only kill the people there or move or kick them out or something, but you have to have influence in the upper city as well, so that way you can move freely up and down. So that means you have to make deals with Knight Eric. You have to make deals with corpse. You have to make deals with all sorts of people, even politicians, just so you can be able to freely move up and down that elevator. Otherwise, you're just, you're just holding a building for no reason. And this is kind of where some of the, the fighting comes in. It's not just with raw power and firepower and money and shit, it's power in the upper city. And right now the Oiban, thankfully with their ties, uh, or the Harados, thankfully with their ties with MCT, they, um, 
That's what's giving them some influence to hold that elevator down and Night Errant to leave them alone. And that's the gist about the three of them. Unless all you need right. to know anything specific. I think that's all, all I need for now. I might look into it uh, more uh, thoroughly later. Sure. And I don't know if you care for it, but the Walsh's are Irish. It is an Irish family. Right. Ew, gross. Keep me back out of it. Okay. So, Oracle, did you want to look up anything? No. Nothing at all. Okay. So, we're going to go ahead and go to break then. It is 8.04, so we will be back in, let's call it 15 minutes. I know you guys like to chat and drink and stuff. Okay. Tops Company Inc. is the sole owner of any names, logos, artwork, marks, and proprietary material associated with Shadowrun. They've granted permission to Chrome City Chronicles to use this material for promotional and informational purposes, but neither endorse nor are affiliated with Chrome City Chronicles in any official capacity. Music is used in shared licensing with Epidemic Sounds, but is not affiliated or endorsing the production of Chrome City Chronicles. Any other works used in this episode belong to their respective owners.